Hello everyone and welcome to the pilot podcast episode for Museful JJ. Hello, this is JJ and I will be your host today. No co-host, you've just got to listen to me. How exciting. Now... Before we go into our main material for today, hopefully we can just go over some just introductions, so to speak. I got that one out. (laughs) Okay, my name is James, but you'll just know me as JJ. And this podcast, The Museful JJ, will hopefully cover a range of issues from self-improvement, group improvement, teamwork, principles uh, of um, virtue and morality, um, some contentious issues. That will be covered as well. However, I'm going to... Well, I either intend... I intend, rather. <laughs> I spat that, got that one out eventually. To cover all this as objectively and non-biased as possible. Now... Hopefully, um, we can get a few more uh, guests on this podcast, but we'll we'll just give it a go. And go from there, I guess. Now, as I said before, we'll be covering um, one quote, and then we're just going to go forward from there and just tease it out a bit. Okay, this is from Abe Lincoln, and I found this in a book, um, a quote book that I've been reading. Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, lad then give him power now we'll include women under or with men as well now what exactly does he mean Abe Lincoln was quite a melancholic or sad character in history. Great president, however, especially during the Civil War, he was quite a miserable person. And, you know, I think I have great sympathy for him and empathy. Because if you had a look at it, he lost his um, favourite son, And 
remember his name, but anyway, we'll just move forward. He had a very um, interesting relationship with his um, missus. And the country was very divided. And he he won another term of office. And uh, the Civil War was on a knife's edge a lot of the time until Sherman made his run through the South and Ulysses S. Grant was able to um, break down the forts down the rest of uh, the Confederates. Now I digress. What exactly does this mean? Well, well, I define character, well, not me, Noah Webster, in 1828. This is a very interesting way to think about it. It's a mark made by cutting or engraving, either by stone or metal, etc. Made by pen to form words and communicate ideas. Also, peculiar qualities impressed by nature or habit on a person which distinguish him from others. Okay, these constitute real character and the qualities which they are supposed to process constitute their estimated character or reputation. Okay, so what the hell is that supposed to mean, JJ? I'm sure some of you are thinking. Well, in Australia we have some well, we many markings left by our original inhabitants of Australia just telling stories of the dream time from like you could say their traditions or history from gen one generation to the next. And you could look at it now, you could say, um when a person's so when a people are making and setting cement, you can catch a few people getting a one of those sticks and carving love hearts with you and your girlfriend. Come on, I know half of you have done it. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, but you can think of it. So it's really character is the mark you leave. from that perspective the qualities that you possess that leave a mark on others especially are in or rather that are indented into you as a person 
and many of these can be forged through adversity. Adversity meaning when fecal matter hits the fan. When there's a random death or random sickness or even a family event that impacts you either personally or externally. When, when one person dies, their family is impacted and they need to grieve and their friends have to grieve and sometimes depending on how far um, that person's influence extended, they have to grieve. And the best way I've learned is just to keep moving forward, just get through it day to day. And from my own experience, everyone can do that. Sometimes, yes, it can almost break you. However, you do learn a lot of lessons from it. Anyway, enough of the sad sad stuff. Let's get to the bloody point. All right. Now, the test is, if you want to test a person's character, then give them power. Now, what is that supposed to mean? Now, in mechanics, power can produce motion or force, or which may be applied to produce it. And there's two kinds of power, either moving or sus- and or sustaining. Now, what is that supposed to mean? Well, we have power to to make um, decisions that will move societies from one direction to the next or even within our workforces that do impact one or, or more of a few. And sustaining means that power, I guess you could call it consistency. Now, what is that supposed to mean? I guess you could say Power is really what, how you can know whether or not the virtues that you forge throughout your life of your character will be sustained. Now, I found this quote by John Steinbeck. Power does not corrupt. Fear corrupts. Even or perhaps the fear of a loss of power. And that's by John Steinbeck, who also wrote Grapes of Wrath. Now, so what? What does that mean? Well, let's just have a look through history. Well, um, closer, well, history within this last century. Now, name, think of one person who was a bad example of using power. And there's no right, right answer. Well, there is, but, and there isn't. 
well, my example is um, Joseph Stalin. He was the second premier of the Soviet Union. Now, he was a he's a bad example, as what I obviously said before. But why? What what made him such a bad example? Well, I don't know all that happened, so it's I'm gonna just make an um, objective outside state um, judgment on this one. And just look at some of his behaviours. Now he was insecure. And I think um, George Orwell in his book Animal Farm sets out the process really well of when... One pig, the smaller pig, or the bigger pig, you'll probably tell me, Jamie, it's this one, or James, it's this one. And we're like, oh, that'll be right. Anyway, I digress. How he, um, one by one, eliminated Trotsky and any other of his competitors and also um tended to put away the people who seemed to be a threat and there's plenty of examples but you, you like uh think of Napoleon or even Nero And this is not good. And I've worked in the workforce now for quite a few years and I've noticed that quite often those who have you could call insecurity insecure rule or seem to be afraid of others or not to trust others, they don't tend to last too long. And if they do, no one likes them. Well, you could say the same about a benevolent ruler sometimes, and not a lot of people like them, but that's beside the point. I recently heard something come from Alexander Hamilton, which proved decisive actually, in a contest between Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson for president, see, in 1801. And he said essentially, Thomas Jefferson, I may not agree with him, but he has principles, and Aaron Burr has none. That is a very profound statement. Knowing that if you're going to put someone in power, 
that they're going to be true to them. That power isn't going to change their face. They're not going to put on a mask. A mask of fear. And allow people to see their face. And well, it has been a bit of a short episode, but hopefully each of you liked it. Well, I'm hoping to do at least one a week and maybe more if I have any extra demand. And we'll close with another quote by Jim Rohn, which essentially says how best to exercise power lead the way by personal example and by personal philosophy well there's no I couldn't have put it better myself (laughs) and I know that we just gotta if we're in any area of authority We've got to remember that we're not any different to anyone else. Anyway, thank you for your time. And if you have any questions, please leave a message on my podcast. And and just let me know about any things or any questions you want me to cover. And... Look after yourselves and stay happy and be useful. And that will be all for today.